It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Are the Dallas Cowboys on the verge of making a big move? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your locked daily Dallas Cowboys on. podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast locked Network, your on. team every day. Locked, 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 Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of the NFL. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. He is Landon McCool. Check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, how are you doing today, sir? Doing well. It's combine day, right? It uh, is. We're, we're not just doing interviews today. We're, we're going to see some people do uh, some non-football activities uh, on football fields, which, you know, that's about as good as you get this time of year, trying to see some of these prospects. Uh, and, and just kind of figure out where these guys are going to land in the NFL draft. Yeah, so while we're going to be focusing on the field at the prospects, maybe the most important thing that actually goes down at the oh, combine yeah, is definitely. all the GMs and the coaches are there talking, chatting with agents. Basically, the offseason is playing out now. We just don't know how it's going to happen for a couple more weeks. But Landon, uh, there's been some rumblings out mm-hmm. of Cowboys Nation. and They're out there. You can go find them on Twitter. Uh, it started with maybe our guy Brian Broaddus on a podcast talking about potentially a big move happening. Seems like uh, one of our favorites, Michael Gelkin, has kind of been uh, digging a little bit, suggesting that something – Sniffing is, around a little bit, yeah, maybe. Yeah, seems like yeah. something's happening. So the idea is the Cowboys are on the verge of completing some time, type of big transaction in order to get another playmaker to join CeeDee Lamb probably Tony Pollard, who's going to be back on a franchise tag. First of all, before we even talk about players, how likely do you think this is? That's the hard part, right? So I will say this, that the combine to me, when you hear like rumblings and talk at the combine, and and you please tell me if you think I'm wrong, but to me, the combine is one of the few times when you hear rumblings and they it feels like it's true. Yes. Like, because it just feels like, we're before all the chumming we're before all the misdirection of, of, of draft stuff. And, and honestly, you know, like all that stuff, like that ends up coming, that's all about draft prospects. Usually anyways, like this stuff that you hear about teams interest in signing their own or teams interest in signing free agents, or those kind of, you know, off season kind of chatter that you hear from all the, the fact that all the GMs and a lot of coaches are all down at Indy and they're talking like to they're media up. folks. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah. Guess right. They're going yeah. to St. Elmo's. They're going to you know all the all the all the local places, getting a nice big steak, having a couple of scotches in them, yeah. and guess what? Loose lips sink ships. So, uh, yeah, I, I think it's it, it happens, and so I do tend to uh, I, look. All of this should be taken with a grain of salt, but I I would say that I am applying less salt 
to some of the stuff in the combine because I, I feel like you're yeah. getting somewhat honest answers at this time. This is the one time of the year that if you go back, like if you listen to all the rumors and then you go back three months from now, most of the yeah. time it ends up yeah. panning out because number one, everybody's there. And number two, there's a lot of people listening. Right, like mm-hmm. Tom Pelissaro from NFL.com is just everywhere listening to what these yeah. agents and these GMs are saying. So, I tend to believe that this is the case that the Cowboys are working on something to add another playmaker to the offense. They know that last year they were way too reliant on CeeDee Lamb in the passing game. They know that Dalton Schultz is probably going to leave in free agency. They've got to protect themselves somehow. How is that, or who is that? That's up for debate, but I do tend to believe that they are trying to get somebody else in here. And and last thing I'll add is, I mean, not to overstate the obvious and not that this only ever really means anything, but Stephen Jones said as much yeah. that they wanted yeah. to add yeah. uh, playmakers. I mean, he literally said that in the in his Indianapolis press conference. So I, I know that we have a tendency to not believe a lot of what Stephen says, and I think that there's pretty good precedent for that at times. But sometimes, you know, they tell you the truth, like just straightforward. And uh, we, we, we should hear that. And now that we're hearing kind of, you know, what do you call them? Aftershocks, I guess, of, of, of that comment. I, I think it's time to at least start exploring what they could be talking about. On top of that, it just lines up, right? Like, yeah, it makes they sense. Have to yeah. have, they have to add another playmaker to this office. Now, if it was yeah. at a different position, like, hey, they're trying to add another all-pro cornerback or a Pro Bowl edge rusher. Like, okay, I would be a little bit hesitant to believe that but another playmaker they need one so it yeah it, it lines up now landon let's discuss some potential options and maybe some of the names out there that could uh qualify as a big move next this episode is brought to you by fanduel the midway point of the nba season is here and now is the perfect time to download fanduel america's number one sports book because new customers get a no sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars that has bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and three-pointers drain. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss a chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash on. That is FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. TurboTax experts make your moves count. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this Locked On podcast is brought to you by TurboTax. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts will make sure that they count for you. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? Well, that's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That is a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? That quite literally would be a move. Or maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house. Or you switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming. Or maybe you just rode the stock market to the moon and back. Any of those things that you did or any other moves that you made, TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and every deduction you deserve, filing with 100% accuracy and getting you your max refund guaranteed so switch to TurboTax today make your moves they'll make them count see guaranteed details at TurboTax.com slash guarantees experts only available with TurboTax live all right later let's talk about some potential moves the Cowboys could make let's start with some likely ones so okay one thing we know for sure 
is that Brandon Cooks and his agent are in Indianapolis right now trying to work out a trade. Now, we know the Cowboys had interest last year. They didn't quite want to give up a second-round pick for his contract, but Brandon Cooks now, going into his age 30 season, has base salaries of $18 million this year, $13 million next year. So what's that, $31 million over the next two years. Would this qualify as a big move for you? Um. Yeah, I mean, I think it probably would. If you're trading for a guy like that, has some skin on skins on the wall. Brandon Cooks is such a unique player, man. Yeah. I mean, what a, what a very oddly unique career he's had, right? He's this guy that has been passed around the league for first-round picks for like the last five years because of – well, I guess he stayed a couple years in Houston now, but yeah. where because of – you know, he has a skill set that's so rare – uh, that that it's it's value it continues to be valuable, but he doesn't seem to be a piece that teams also feel necessary to hold on to. For well, that. I think the other problem is like he's getting paid like a borderline number one receiver, but he's not. He's really he's a high not. end number two. So every couple of years, teams like kind of feel like, hey, we really like this player, but if we can trade him for a first, we're going to trade him for a first. And so, uh, you know, I feel like schematically he might have been a little bit. Uh, of a f- better fit what they were doing kind of last year. I mean, I, yeah. it depends on how much more is like kind of short passing they're going to be doing this year. Cause I, I don't know. I don't know how much Brandon cooks is going to help you versus some of the other folks that we're going to talk about here. I mean, there, I mean, I think he could create separation with his speed, but I don't know if he's creating quick separation quite like that, you know? Yeah. Um, I think he would be a, an upgrade. I think he would be a big move. Uh, I just don't know that I'm as excited about adding him to the roster now as I would be kind of at the end of the year last year when we were kind of trying to make a run and, and needed that specific piece to this offense. So let me let me ask you this. Do you think for Cowboy fans, this would move the needle much at all? That's a good question. You know, I, 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 think, I think it would a little bit because people know his name. You know, and, so. and yeah, I, I mean, he, you know, he's been traded a ton. He's yeah. a, he was a first round pick too himself, mm-hmm. wasn't he? Yep. 2014 so, yeah, draft. I, I think, it, you know, if you're looking at what like the common cowboy fan looks for is, is they look for name recognition and, 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 you know, position. And I think that would probably move the needle for a lot of Cowboys fans more than it might move it for me, honestly. Yeah. I, I, I kind of agree. I, if the Cowboys end up, let's say it's a third round pick for Brandon Cooks, right? On a two year, $31 million deal, I'd be fine with it. Like, I don't, I, I don't think it would get me super excited, but I do think it would be an upgrade over what they had last year. Um, having said that, I don't, I honestly, I don't know if it qualifies as a, a big move, right? As something that I, mean, I don't know if it, if it takes them from being the third best team in the NFC to the number one team in the NFC. Like, I, I just don't know if that happens. Another move that's out there that we've been speculating and talking about for a long time is Odell Beckham, who I would have to assume is close to 100% or getting there. And now that he has you know a full offseason with the team, Cowboys can actually negotiate with, with him right now because uh, he's been a free agent for over a year. Does that one move the needle for you? I think a little bit. I mean, I honestly think that <laughs> it's weird, right? I honestly think that they flip a little bit now that we've started the season over and now that we're talking yep. about a different offense. I think last year, if given the choice between Brandon Cooks and Odell Beckham Jr., I might have picked 
Cooks over I would, Jr. for, I would for what Cooks we were trying to well. do, right? Yep. But now I would say I would prefer Odell Beckham Jr. because if he's healthy, you know, or if he's at least, you know, he's been a, well over a year, past a year uh, on his ACL injury, and it'll be almost a year and a half by the time yep. uh, uh, training camp rolls around. I mean, again, you're, you're talking about one of the greatest slant runners in, in NFL history going into a system that is probably going to be running a lot more slants next yep. year. Um, and, and again, it's kind of a number two receiver in a with yep. a number one receiver uh, resume. Uh, I, I think that 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 has some appeal uh, for the Cowboys, and especially since he can play on a lot on the outside and win on the outside. That allows you to move, continue to move CeeDee Lamb wherever you want to, to, to kind of exploit matchups. So. I, 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 even though he's a little bit older and he's coming off an injury, I kind of feel like Odell Beckham Jr. may be a better fit for what the Cowboys are going to try to do now yes. better than he was last year. And on top of all that stuff, the Cowboys can structure a contract however they want, right? When If they trade for Brandon Cooks, they basically have to do whatever the Brandon Cooks deal is. With, Unless they re-sign him, which that's a whole other problem, right? right? Um, yeah. But – the challenge with Odell is you just you sign him and you figure out a contract, whether you want to do a one-year deal or a two-year deal or a three-year deal with void years. I mean, that part you have a lot of flexibility. You also don't have to give up a draft pick, right? Yeah. So you can improve your wide receiver core, keep all your picks, and then reinvest them all in your defense to keep your defense good. So I, I'm i not sure Braden Cooks is – I'm not sure Odell is better than Braden Cooks at this point. However, I do wonder if Odell is a better fit and the better option for the way this Cowboys team is kind of going currently. Do you have any idea what the market is probably going to be for Odell? And that's, that's the interesting part to me is because if you're getting him at the same price as Brandon Cooks and you're not having to trade for the the pit, trade a pick for him, and he's probably a better fit, like so again, Brandon Cooks is owed two years, thirty one million over the next two years, yes. um, fifteen point five basically for the next two, a year. So you think Odell's probably going to ask somewhere between 15 and 17 is probably. what I would guess? Probably. I would probably – I mean, I'd almost pay 17 for Odell than and pay 15 give... and 5 and, and trade like a top 90 pick. Yeah, yeah I kind of sure. agree with you. Um, all right. So those are the two most obvious uh, moves out there. Now, we have to talk at least about the guy that Brian Broaddus brought up on the podcast because I think that's the name that people have gotten maybe the most excited about. And listen, there's been some rumblings about this for a while. Uh, Stefan Diggs just happens to be the brother of Trevon Diggs. Uh, Broaddus kind of threw out the idea of the Cowboys trading for Stefan Diggs. First and foremost, is that something that's appealing to you at all? I think it is like I, I I'm almost embarrassed to say it, but like I I love the way he plays the game, man, and um and I kind of think it fits really well with what they're trying to do. He's a savvy guy; he can get open on short routes. He's physical. He's tough. Um, yeah, I mean, I kind of feel like it does make a lot of sense. He's you know one thing I don't know off the top of my head is where is he? Is he twenty eight? He's he's thirty. I don't like that because especially since his game is kind of not such well, that like it could fall off, you know. And, and, and it kind of did last year a little bit. And so. here's the issue with uh, with Diggs is he signed a new contract last offseason, but there's only seven point nine million guaranteed left on his contract. I gotta believe if he's getting traded, 
he wants a new deal or he wants more guaranteed money added. So do you want to add $50 million of guaranteed money to a receiver going into his thirties? Probably not. You know, I mean, and again, I, I worry about how well his game continues to translate into his thirties. I, I think he's savvy and I think that will help, but it's also one of those situations where he doesn't have like dominant physical skills. So you worry that yeah. as those deteriorate, that suddenly, it, you know, it, it really kind of falls off a cliff, right? So, I so yeah, I, I, if you're just talking about the player, I think Diggs would be an awesome fit with yeah. not only Dak, but just in this offense and with CeeDee Lamb because you can play him on the outside, you can play him in the slot. He gets open. He's good after the catch. The problem is everything else, right? Like yeah. how long do you expect him to perform like a top 10 receiver? Yeah. And – why is Buffalo trading him? If they yeah. trade him before June 1st, it would cost them $17 million in cap space. So the only way they're making this trade, the only way is if you give up a King's Ransom, right? And then you're basically giving them a first and a second and something else for Stephon Diggs. That's where you start to lose me a little bit. Not to put this on anything, anybody else, but it seems like there is this kind of class of player the Jalen Ramsey's, the Amari Coopers, the uh, you know these guys that are ultra talented football players, but for some reason they keep getting traded away from the teams that got them. You know, um, and and you wonder if there isn't something there that like we're just not aware of, right? Um, awesome. And I, I don't I don't mean to imply that stuff. Who knows? Like, but I, I it's it is odd that that you see these guys who are you know like cornerstone type uh, uh, football players that are constantly kind of on the trading block. So yeah. Um, anyways, I, 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 yeah, I, I think all the points you made are, are valid. And, and um, I would love to see it happen, but it, I just, don't I know, know how feasible it is the, the, like the idea of seeing the Diggs brothers go at it and practice yeah, and training camp. That's exciting. But yeah, the reality of the situation may be too difficult to kind of work around. All right. So those are the three names that have been talked about the most. Um, let's get a little wild. No, you ready to get some yeah, wild on some potential big moves all right we'll do that next this is david harrison of the locked on commanders podcast and this episode is brought to you by discover looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone luckily with 24 7 u.s based live customer service from discover everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime day or night yep you heard that right you can talk to a real human in customer service any time sounds like a real game changer if you ask us make the right call and get the service you deserve with discover limitations apply see terms at discover.com slash credit card all right Liam, we're talking about potential trade options that the cowboys could make this offseason to really improve their offense after some rumblings that uh, a big move is on the way what if the cowboys want to pair uh, they want to give Dak Prescott, another weapon to pair with CeeDee Lamb, to pair with Tony Pollard, but not necessarily a receiver. What options are out there? We discussed the potential of a Kyle Pitts trade before. I don't know how realistic that is. However, you look at the tight end market, and there's some tight ends out there that I won't be surprised are available via trade. The one that comes to mind for me is Mark Andrews for the Ravens, only 28 years old, just turned 28 years old. Only a $7 million guaranteed left on his contract. The Ravens do need to free up some space if they plan on yeah. tagging uh, 
Lamar Jackson. What about a first round pick for Mark Andrews? Yeah, I mean, this is a guy who's been quietly, in some ways, uh, one of the better tight ends in football, especially one of the better two-way tight ends in football, I'd say. Um, and especially, if, can you consider, like, in in Baltimore, this guy has been, like, one of the main focuses of the offense. I mean, outside of running the football, they, they throw the He's ball the to their tight ends. He's been the guy. And and they the Baltimore Ravens obviously put a high priority on tight ends, and, and you can see that just by – Looking back to their depth charts the last few years, they routinely uh, roster three starter level tight ends on their Every teams year. year after year. So I, that that kind of plays well to the idea that they may be willing to trade a guy like Mark Andrews because they feel like they probably have in-house options. I think the number thing that you mentioned is something that is definitely coming up right now as they're dealing with uh, what to do with uh, Lamar Jackson. Um, who, from what I understand, from what I've heard, is looking for a fully guaranteed contract. Yep. So um, I, I think that it's it's one of the situations that makes the most sense for a trade. The question becomes like, you know, like I said, Mark Andrews to them is like their number one wide receiver, essentially. I mean, so yes. trading away an asset like that, um, you know, it's there's some psychological aspects to that. I feel like yeah. almost right, especially when you're trying to re-sign your quarterback. Yeah, um, but but here's a couple of things to consider. They drafted two tight ends last year, Isaiah yeah, Likely and Charlie Kohler, and Likely looks like he's going to be awesome. Like, likely very good. Thank you. There you go. Nice. Um, this is one of the weird years where the Ravens don't have a million draft picks. Like we're used yeah. to the Ravens having like 14 draft picks. Uh, right. They only have five in this year's class and they do not have a second round pick because of the Roquan Smith trade. And I just wonder that's Eric DaCosta loves having draft picks. And if he could flip uh, a player and get a first round pick or whatever back and save some cap space, I I just wonder if that's something that they would be interested in. But as for his fit with Dallas, let's say the Cowboys do make this move. Gotta say, I kind of like it quite a bit because yeah. now you get a tight end that can stretch the field and can make plays after the catch, and is a decent blocker. You know, yeah. he's a true two way tight end, but he's a two one of the rare two way tight ends who has real receiving uh, prowess and has yes. is a real threat. Um, so I do, yeah, I like it as well. I mean, it makes a lot of sense schematically. It makes a lot of sense on a lot of levels, like schematically yeah. for the Cowboys. It makes a lot of sense financially for the Ravens. It makes a lot of sense. Uh, structurally for what the Cowboys are trying to do to improve their offense. Um, I think he's a mark. I look, I'm as big a Dalton Schultz fan as there is. Uh, and I think it's a market improvement at the it's tight end position. Yep. Um, so I, I, I think that it's, uh, it makes a ton of sense. Now I, I honestly think to me, the hold up for something like this is would, would the Ravens actually be willing to do this? Cause I think, even though it financially makes some sense, I do think there is a psychological element to trading away a quarterback's favorite target, uh, right as they're also trying to sign that quarterback long term. Even though that this, we're we're also arguing out of the same side of our mouth that trading away Andrews helps them re-sign. Uh, yeah, Lamar the, the reason why I think they would consider it is they literally just did this last year. They traded away yeah, Lamar's favorite receiver in Hollywood Brown for a first round pick. <laughs> I think the Ravens don't care. Honestly, I, I just don't think they care about that kind of stuff. Like, well, we're going to do what's best for our franchise. Maybe, the, I mean, after this morning's Twitter uh, stuff, oh, maybe goodness. we could get a trade for Rashad Bateman because he doesn't seem <laughs> too mean, thrilled to be there either, to be honest. I mean, honestly, 
maybe like that could legitimately be an option, but I, I, I do wonder if the Cowboys are thinking outside the box a little bit because we've gone over these names a million times at receivers. Like there's just not a lot of options out there, right? Like some of the guys that you would be trading for are already in their thirties with big contracts. Um, the tight end market, there are a couple guys, including Andrews, maybe Kyle Pitts, maybe Darren Waller. Maybe that's the better way to improve the offense and add playmaker uh, alongside CD Lamb and Pollard. Yeah, I mean, I, I look. I, I think it's uh, instead of trying to make one big swing for a wide receiver, you you make two medium uh, medium to large swings at wide receiver and tight end, right? So you yep. trade for Mark Andrews or someone, and then you go sign Odell Beckham Jr. You know, yes. and then suddenly now you've really improved your room, right? Because you've got all those guys, yes. you've got a tight end, a young tight end group that's improved a lot. Maybe you get some a little bit of something out of Jalen Tolbert. Uh, you, you hope that Gallup is hel- a year healthier and could function as as a mm-hmm. as a good third guy. Uh, yeah, I, I think that it, it makes a lot of sense of uh, this being instead of being one big swing that there are two medium large swings that add up to a big swing in the uh, upgrade overall of the offense. It's going to be a wild offseason. We know that. We know that the Cowboys are trying to to do something to make this offense a little bit more explosive. Uh, we shall see what they do over the next few weeks. That is it for today's show. Thank you for making, thank you for making Locked On Cowboys your first listen every day. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow to do a little bit of uh, some combine wrap-up. We've got, I think, defensive line and linebackers working out today. That'll be a lot of fun. Now make your second listen to Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Damian Parsons and Keith Sanchez provide in-depth coverage of the biggest NFL draft prospects with deep dives into the sleepers, and the hidden gems that can change your favorite NFL franchise forever. Find Locked On NFL Draft wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, all part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Go follow Landon on Twitter, at McCoolBCB. I am at Marcus underscore Mosier. Enjoy the combine, and we'll see you guys right back here tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.